When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because I'm feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's the fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. Well, howdy, stranger. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Huggin' Duggin. Well, how the hell are you, guys? I'm doing pretty darn good. Let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggin. Well, daggum, boys. How we well, doing? Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right, folks. Well, it is, we are post-preseason game two. Not the greatest game, but uh, we're gonna we've, we're still gonna have ourselves an episode here, folks, because there is tons to talk about. Obviously, we've got the preseason game uh, all in dropped. We're gonna be talking a lot about that. Uh, taking a look at some stats and uh, some quotes from around the league, and as always, a Bolt Insight fan focus and Ask Bolt Fam. But first and foremost, folks, the top one hundred players came out. At least, or well, we got down to the the bottom fifty. I should say specifically, mm-hmm. we saw the top fifty. We had we saw a, we a couple had a, guys. There was a little bet happened last. There's a couple uh, guys last... that popped up that you didn't think were going to pop up yet. Yeah, yeah. it was a it was a surprise. About four players in, from my <laughs> man Austin Eckler come in at number forty six. I, I think it's mm. I think it's a, it's a crime. I, I so, think it's so, I think it's wrong. <laughs> so what happens now? What happens now? Well, dog. I mean, a bet's a bet. So, uh, for those that didn't hear, I would I made a friendly bet with the Duggan brothers that uh, Austin Eckler would be in the top twenty easily. <laughs> easily, but apparently, <laughs> my opinion and the opinion of the NFL slightly vary. So the uh, <laughs> the bet was uh, whoever lost would wear something ridiculous for the next episode and. So far, I'm not ridiculous yet, I don't think. So let's let's fix that. Give me just one second. All right, folks. I've asked the Duggan brothers to close their eyes. <laughs> You're seeing it now. But on the count of three, one, two, three. Oh, shit. I hope you all are ready. Top of the morning to you. The entire episode. My lucky, our lucky charm. I feel yeah. like Buzz Lightyear as he's soaring into the <laughs> rainbow. So, right now, you do have a buzz cap. 
<laughs> Why did they make it blue? I, the sky? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But seeing I, as this is an episode where we're basically from the chest up, this felt like the right move when I went to <laughs> Spirit Halloween stores. So. Oh, shit. Oh, that's I got an idea. I got an idea. This yes. is very leprechaun-y. It's got a leprechaun over the rainbow kind of energy. Oh, yeah. What do you think of this? Kyle and I each get one time during the show where we say lucky charms and whatever voice you're in, whatever you're doing, you, you have to go to a leprechaun voice. Oh, okay. All right, done. Kyle, you get one. I get one. You don't have to, we don't have to use them at the same time. Let's I don't them remember out. that being part of the bet, but that's fine. I'm a team player. This I'm here to play. <laughs> he was, play. I take this he very was, seriously. <laughs> Hold on. He, he was 46. I think we get a couple more bets. <laughs> yeah, you were way off. Punishment. Well, yeah. uh, uh, do you agree that he should be number 46? No. It was close. No. what I thought. But I, I, I knew that the NFL was not going to vote him any higher, being that he wasn't a pro bowler. I think it's ridiculous to be. I think it's crazy. Forty-six. The running back that scores you're the most points. Well, I can't take you seriously. At tomato, all. tomato. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a look at the rest of the list. Austin oh, shit, I don't Eckler. know if I could do this for an hour. Good, hey, sure. you wanted this. <laughs> okay. Austin Eckler, forty-six. Derwin James, forty-three. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean. I guess, and, and I'm seeing NA. So Austin Eckler they didn't weren't on make the list. The list. Last Derwin year. James didn't even make the list. He was hurt all the, all last year. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, guess. And Austin had his breakout, so he went from nothing to 46. That is pretty good. That's that is pretty, pretty big solid. Jump. Yeah. Out of the hundred to 46, that's yeah. pretty solid. Um, and then Justin Herbert, 40. I, would, I didn't see that. That makes no Blast, sense to me. Absolute blasphemy. Yeah, but whatever. Again, not our choice. Uh, and then they just jumped by five. Keenan Allen, 35. Joey Bosa, 30. Eh, Joey you know. Bosa at 30 makes sense. Top 30 in the NFL is pretty solid. That's yeah. that's a that's a stud. I mean, the, the great thing I'm seeing about all of these guys is they're all going up. The stock is rising. There's nobody that went down a notch or anything like that. Everybody went up. Um, but then some other notable players that we saw, Nick Bosa was... 25, and he was also not rated last year. So the guy he went from zero his, to 25. He you know, tore Big his Brother. ACL. He was out. He was out all last year. I'm you know, Big Brother doesn't saying. like that shit. You know, no. he doesn't like yeah. that. Yeah. They love each other. They're brothers and everything, but that's that's not not a good look, Joe. No. You should probably get pissed off about that. I'm sure he is. Yeah. And then uh, Joe Burrow, 21. That's just the Super Bowl talk, and that's all that is. I, he's yeah. a good quarterback. That's just the Super Bowl talk. But also not rated last year. Just jumped to 21. So, also, I don't get it. Yeah. Doesn't imagine, make sense to imagine, me. <laughs> and here we are. This is all ridiculous. <laughs> imagine how highly Justin will be rated once we get and make a push in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it'll you know, be a completely getting, different story. All of he's these getting guys, the respect of his story. peers already, and he's not, he's not done anything in the playoffs yet. Yeah. So... So here we are. I've got my head in the clouds and we're doing the episode <laughs> like this. Um, all right, gang. Well, now let's look over at the Charger Chat Fantasy League. We talked about this a couple episodes ago about having you guys give us submissions. Thank you all for your submissions. There yep. were some fantastic ones that we saw. Um, and we wish, honestly, that we could have everyone who submitted to join us. Um, it was just, it was impossible to select just three. So we decided to pull the names from a hat, make it as fair as we possibly can. 
So here are the new teams. First team in the fantasy football, the Brisket Broads, Heather and Mary, first year playing fantasy football. Congratulations. Yes. Welcome. I hope you at least have fun because we're going to kick your butt. Um, <laughs> second team, great name, Bolts and Hose. I like it. I like Corey this Corey and Nick. These are two best friends who recently moved apart, plan to keep their bromance alive with their new team. Just keeping them together. About. Absolutely. All about love. Keeping all the bonds. Yeah, keep them together. Keep the bromance keep burning. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> team three. I love this name. Peeping Tomlinson's Nate, Nat and Zach. This is a brother team that promised to have the whole team crying week one like Derek Carr. Yeah, and I messed that up. It's Nate. Definitely Nate and Zach. Fantastic. Um, Nate. <laughs> Nate and Zach. I apologize. Yeah, just read Don't the apologize. Script. You got a rainbow on your head, my guy. <laughs> Anything you say works in this episode. Yeah. No one could be no one could be offended by you. <laughs> Me? <laughs> so, folks, we are doing uh the draft this Saturday night at 7:45 Pacific Standard Time. We are working on the logistics for a live stream with everyone. Either way, it will be recorded and you will be able to see it, so stay tuned for more details. So, all right, let's move it on to the next topic here, folks. All in, first episode dropped right into our lap, and it was titled, Get Your Mind Right. It was so good, man. I've been waiting for this for so long. It was a a weird episode, though, because they just, there's so much interesting, so many interesting things going on with the Chargers. They, like, getting um, Khalil Mack was just like, a blip, okay, he's here. Like, they were, they didn't go into any depth on any of them. They were just like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, we just got to get to it because this is, there's so much going on for this team. So, I was expecting more of that, but it was pretty awesome. I'm I'm pumped. Oh, it was a really good insight. I mean, we basically got to see what the rookies endure as they go into the team, like, and not just the guys that were drafted, all the undrafted rookies that were coming in and having Staley give them a talk. I mean, again, just another inspiring speech from Staley. Yeah. Um, chock full of them. Chock a block full of inspiredness. Um, but it, it was a fantastic episode, folks. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, take my word for it. This is a face you can trust. <laughs> Go check out the all-in episode oh, one shit. and every my, couple I weeks think, thereafter. Yeah, I think my favorite part about this episode was the idea that he was like remembering Chargers history. Yeah, it fe- was nice. I feel yeah. like it, what you think of as Charger history, it's not like a winning history in, right. in all respects. Like we've never won a Super Bowl. Right. Um, we've had a couple stretches here and there where we're competitive. Um, but like being proud to be a charger hearing that from inside of the team and from the leader of our organization man that got me fired up like him talking yeah. about junior seo and lt and gatesy and bambi yeah that's just cool man yeah yeah no i mean it yeah we don't have trophies to speak of but these are guys that have set records in the league that will stand for probably quite some time so they, they have certainly left their mark and it and it's inspiring to these guys like you you can be this guy but you got to put in the yep you got to put in the time got to put in the work you know we're not you know we're not talented we're tough guys we're a tough team imagine if he gave that speech wearing this hat i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> <See>. <laughs> um 
All right. Well, now let's take a look back at the preseason game two. Uh, Chargers and Cowboys. Um, Lucky charms. Well, you know, they they <laughs> they came into the game and they were ready to play. They were, <laughs> we were expecting great things. We knew that we were going to see the running backs give it a go. Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> it uh, didn't go quite that way. Um, we saw Easton Stick start off the game in the first half. And this wasn't the Easton stick that we saw end the game in the last preseason game. Uh, he was 11 for 20 uh, and 134 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and and a fumble ruski that got uh, recovered by the other team as well. So, yeesh. For yeah, that wasn't the, the best setup for him, honestly. And then, you know, Chase didn't do well. Like I, what, what I saw was that Easton did a lot better with the third string guys and Chase just wasn't able to do anything with the third string guys this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the one the one thing that I liked about what Easton did is he got Josh Palmer the ball. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Chase Daniel could not get our best receiver on the field the ball. At least no. Easton knew how to get the ball to the right guy. Right. That the first interception, it was an airmail, bad throw, bad decision. Just wasn't good. But I, I everything else that he did, I thought was 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 pretty efficient for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, he got the ball out quick. Was was man? He he throws that ball on a line. Like yeah. some of those out routes, they were long throws. They got on him quick. Um, so I'm still I'm still Team Easton Stick as the backup right now, right. as the number two guy. So, but I don't know. I everyone's like Chase Daniels, a vet. He's been there a long time. I think the thing that Chase Daniels has going for him is he's a QB coach. So yeah. you get that extra QB coach in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, for a number two that you hope you never have to have. I, I just, and and there's nothing that we're going to see on the field that's going to remove that or maybe even overcome that for Easton Sticks situation. So, right. I don't know. I, I it, it almost feels insignificant watching them play because I think that Chase Daniel already has the, the $2 million contract. He already has what he's going to provide and that, that vet with all the, the experience, I, I guess. I, I saw a stat. He gets he up in his NFL career. He's been paid two hundred k for every completion that he's had. So it's not like he's it's not like he's played a lot of football. He's he's been on a lot of teams, but right. yeah, I just I don't know. I, I I've I've kind of moved on from the wonder of who is the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. Well, yeah, we got we got what we want. He hasn't played yet. The one thing about Chase Daniel that was tough in this game is like he kept targeting Jason Moore. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was like back-to-back plays. They would just eliminate a drive. And Jason Moore dropped six balls. Oof. He only had two completions on eight. You know, he just kept dropping stuff. It was like on his hands. Mm. Um, so that, you know, didn't help his, you know, it was Moore's worst game I've seen him play. Um, right. He hasn't played very much. But the volume he was getting, he just was not making any plays until, you know, and then finally got to Bandy a little bit and it got interesting. But... Yeah, Moore didn't look good, and that kind of made you know Chase look that much worse. Hmm. Kept throwing it to him. Well, uh, I mean, they they basically came out today saying that they were planning on holding three QBs through the season, so it really does kind of feel like a moot point. It's just kind of seeing what what the guys on the other end can do. Um, but looking over at the rushing side, this was the this was the game that we were expecting. You know, we were going to see Spiller and Roundtree and uh, Joshua Kelly in the first half. 
and then Lenny Brown and Kevin Marks Jr. in the second half. And I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. It the top rusher was freaking Easton Stick. Yeah, it was a <laughs> shitty a good day. Rushing no. attack. Yeah, no, it was a shit day for sure. No, Joshua Kelly had seven carries for 18 yards. Roundtree, four for 11. Lenny Brown, five for 11. Kevin Marks Jr., four for 10. And Isaiah Spiller, three for three. Yeah, and then he got he got hurt, came up limp, and you right. know walked off. Thank God, but he's he did get hurt in that game, which yeah. it looks like it's going to be lingering at least a couple weeks, and we'll see we'll see how long that that takes for him to get back on the field. Right, it was it was frustrating from that perspective. Um, on the receiving side, like Kyle said, seeing Palmer get the ball that was huge, and obviously on on that long forty one yarder, um, that was quite the catch. That was pretty impressive for for Palmer to get. Yeah. Um, and also getting that touchdown was also just great to see uh, for Palmer. And Michael Bandy also making himself another presence again in game two, 69 yards. His longest was 17 yards, also getting a touchdown. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely battling it out uh, for for the receiving position, for, for getting in that position. I mean, we the one thing, guy that we didn't see this, this particular game was um, Joe Reed. Didn't didn't really make himself a presence this game, so uh, yeah. gave it gave it to Palmer. Let Palmer had some fun out there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, and then the 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 freaking the special kick, teams, the man. Special what teams. the f- happened, man? That was that was just that that was old Charger special teams. That yeah. was just like things that we're used to seeing, and it. That, I. Come on, Ficken. We can't. We can't do that. I don't. It's got to be fixed. Right. I can't handle it. I can't, my heart can't handle it. No. It, it Hopefully was, it's just like a going through the preseason and then they realize, look, we don't have return, we don't have coverage, guys. Every kickoff has to be through the back of the end zone and every punt has to be out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for, just don't ruin the game with special teams. Yeah. Just play right. conservative and be a middle of the pack special teams. Yeah. Okay. Like that's get over it. I know that's your only job <laughs> as special <laughs> teams coordinator. But get over yourself and stop making us look bad. Yeah, because that's what happened. <laughs> you hear that, Ficken? Get over it. <laughs> get over it, Ficken. Can't take Picture you seriously this with this, this hat. Get is over killing it. <laughs> killing me. Um, well, we weren't the only ones that were unhappy about the performance. Uh, Brandon Staley uh, in the post game uh, was had some words of his own. Said it was a really poor first half for us. About as poorly as you can play. And that really put us behind overall. I didn't like the way the first half felt or looked really in all three phases. When you have two turnovers and give up two special teams touchdowns, that's the way the score is going to look. In the second half, we played better. I'm glad that we responded well. We'll learn a lot from this tape for sure. So just I, overall, I, just it wasn't a great game. I hadn't seen Staley, like we're reading his quote, but he was pretty upset. He was, oh, yeah. I haven't seen him quite like this um, in a post-game press presser yeah uh, he was just it was like that dad thing i'm not mad i'm just disappointed just disappointed yeah like he was just disappointed yeah um and that you know i don't, I don't like disappointed staley no i don't like it i don't like no, that not a face. fan i mean no. but he's got to do it i mean that that's he's got to he, the one thing that i love about staley in, in every aspect of this is that he's been honest about what his feelings are and how things have gone and he and he wore it on his sleeve for this particular interview. He went on to talk about the special teams and said, I was disappointed because that's not the way we practiced this week, Staley said. That's not the way the guys performed in practice. So to come out and play that way 
they're going to learn a lot from that. They're going to learn the entire NFL is watching. You know, we're we're watching the entire NFL. That's why these games are important when you're playing and you need to make sure that you perform or else, you know, we'll find someone else who can. There will be a lot of people that learn a lot from this tonight. Whoa, coach. Going to learn today. You better get, get on it quick because we're we got eyes on all the other games and we're looking at other players. Yeah, that was intense. Well, I haven't heard him say it was the truth, and he that he gives us that he absolutely yeah. gives us that in his pressers. He doesn't pull any punches. Mm-mm. No, I mean he's not somebody that's going to be like, yeah, well, we could have been better, and you know, we're going to get back to practice and you know work on fundamentals or something like that. He's like, no, man, like <laughs> Bill Belichick. No, this, yeah. <laughs> is that what you were doing? Rhonda next week. Was that your yeah, best well, Bill Belichick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because I mean that it, it's. It, I think it had to be said because of the all the moves that we've made this off season. The expectations for this team is through the roof, and so for to, for the preseason game to get just handled that badly uh, is is frightening. Now, I mean, we all talk about like it's not the first stringers out there. You know, these are guys that are fighting for positions, but it's like, hey, man, I'm seeing games where these guys, you know, second and third stringers are killing it out there and they're doing a great job. This isn't, you know, just a us problem, you know, or it is an us problem, but it's, you know, they got to tighten it up. They got to get it back on track. Yeah. We'll see what happens this third game because they're cutting more people. So we're going to get less and less personnel. It's going to be pretty clear what's going on and, you know, rather not go 0-3 in the preseason. I know it doesn't matter, but still pride thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, looking at news from practice, uh, Los Angeles Chargers linebacker Kenneth Murray Jr. will return to practice today. So I know this is coming out Tuesday, but we record this on Monday. So it's good to see Kenneth Murray coming back to practice. Yeah, I didn't. Well, we that kind of wasn't on our radar. And all of a sudden, yeah, like, who yep, else kind of forgot about him? Honestly, yeah. 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 Good. Good to get him back out there. Staley talked about K-9 and said, I think there is enough time for him to be ready for the beginning of the season. We're going to work with him, an individual, this week. I know he's excited to do that. I know he's worked really hard to get back, and I'm really proud of him, and I'm super excited to coach him today. The fact that he could be on the field week one, like I thought this was like a longer thing. Like It was mid-season we'd get him back. Mm-hmm. So this is promising for sure. He is, he is, you know, when he when he's playing well, he's great. He's a first-round pick. Right. We just haven't seen that consistently because he's been hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and remember last year, they did the whole experiment trying to put him on the edge and become an edge rusher. There's no need for that anymore. We I have know. the edge rusher. So yeah. focus in on playing no. that middle backer. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no. Dumbo with your no. rainbow ears. <laughs> Not today. Not today. <laughs> it looks like you're plugging your ears. The clouds look like you're yeah, plugging your ears. You don't want to listen to us. That's awesome yeah pretty much it's the vibe (laughs) um well let's look at an inspiring quote uh that came from kenneth murray uh said no one is stronger or more dangerous than a man who can harness his emotions his past use it as fuel as ammunition as ink to write the most important letter of your life roger that go time let's go man yes got nothing nothing to lose you know go yeah be dangerous time to dangerous yeah be dangerous empty the tank Give us all you got. Um, and then looking over at Daniel Popper, this came out, uh, JC Jackson out of practice, and he followed up the tweet saying that it was injury related. Now, but gave us nothing else. Well, the, the, from what I read, uh, the, the coaches didn't give him anything else. From what I understand, 
they they asked, hey, what's up with JC Jackson? And they refused to to give a reason. So maybe his tummy hurts. Yeah, maybe <laughs> boom boom. He's got maybe. the shits. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> it could be as simple as that. It, it doesn't have to be a huge thing, but you, we know how how Staley and this coaching staff is with injuries and yeah. the thought of possibly somebody might getting close to an injury, something feels a little sore, they're out for three days. Yeah. Well, you know, that's I, we, we would have heard do. about it. it. It's not as if JC played in the game. No. So this is something that happened three days ago. If it was something serious, it would have been broken all over Twitter. It would have right. been on ESPN. Or he tripped down the stairs or something yesterday. His toe. Something. Yeah. It's, something dumb happened and he just is out for today. I'm yeah. sure he'll be back. ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. With no reason. I mean, yeah. If it was, if it was season ending, we would know it was season. We would know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then running back Isaiah Spiller, uh, missed, uh, will miss the final preseason game due to an ankle. And there is a chance that he will miss the season opener week one against the Raiders. Brandon Staley said, what is it? Why do some people just get, I just, (laughs) Injuries just boggle my mind. It's just such like a that sucks. It's a crapshoot, and he was didn't get injured at you know Texas A and M. Like he was healthy, played every game. Hmm. So let's just hope that his twenty is he twenty? He's really young. That yeah. twenty year old you know body can heal as quickly as it'll possible because pop- it'll bounce back. This thirty eight year old body is getting sore sleeping on my arm wrong. You sleep like, wrong, I, yeah. I'm I'm not coming back from anything anytime soon. So let's hope that he can just, just bounce back like the twenty year old he is. Well, I'm hoping you don't make the injury report because you slept wrong. Maybe that's oh, why JC Jackson oh, didn't I have. play today. <laughs> oh dude, my left elbow, I don't know. It doesn't work. <laughs> Didn't do anything, just slept weird on it. That's how old I'm getting. Different mattress. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, and then looking at some other guys, uh, Dion Leonard, uh, Ty Shelby uh, are expected to be out this week. Dion dealing with a hamstring and Ty Shelby dealing with a groin injury. And then safety Alohi Gilman and Mark Webb, very questionable for Friday. And Donald Parham. Very. I've never seen the very questionable. Very yeah, questionable. There's well. different levels of questionable. Kind of questionable. Extremely questionable. Maybe questionable. Very. Very questionable. Very questionable. And Donald Parham, uh, still with the hamstring, and Devon Campbell, still with the knee, will be out this week. So, not going to see some of these guys in the preseason. I would have liked to have seen more Mark Webb. I think that was a guy yeah. that uh, was getting The guy can't up. stay healthy. No. I mean, he's very questionable a, right now. Very yeah, questionable. <laughs> so maybe we'll see and maybe we won't. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate to see some of these injuries popping up. Um, yeah, Josh Palmer also was going into uh, concussion, concussion protocol. Concussion protocol. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Get it all out of your system. Let's get it all done. Get we it out of the system. Three yeah. weeks till the preseason, so... Please. Two, two weeks and some change, but we'll yeah. get there. Do you know who's not hurt? Who? Who's that? Justin Herbert. You know who no, else isn't hurt? Damn right. Keenan Allen. You know That's who right. Else? That's why I don't play these guys in the no. preseason. They're fine. No. They're ready I mean, to almost the whole starting defense is not hurt. Well, you know, minus J.C. Jackson, but that's because they didn't play. It's tummy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, if you feel like playing, you can come on over to chartchat.com. <laughs> come play with us. Have some fun. We've got uh, t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. We've got uh, a member section where you can chat it up with other Charge of Chatteteers and ask questions and ask Bolt fam. So come on over. Come play with me. As I bust my... 
That's my little chin strap here. Too big for this. This is clearly not made for a man of my size. It's too much beard. It's too much beard. <laughs> um, and folks, if you are watching this on YouTube, please, you know, feel free to hit the subscribe button. Give it a little clicky do. Click the Rooney. Clicky Helps boo. us out. You want to help us out, right? You don't want me showing up at your door going, hey, why didn't you subscribe? Hmm? You got a reason? <laughs> Love to hear it. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. Um, all right, gang. Well, now let's go into something a little more serious. It is the next segment. It is Bolt Insight. Let's go to it. As soon as the clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have Stephanie from Beauty and the Bolts. What is going on, Stephanie? Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to meet you. I, we know a lot about you, but we're finally meeting for the first time, so this is exciting. Um, we, the way we kick these things off every single time we talk to somebody new, we got to find out, how did you become a Charger fan? My story, well, I, it was kind of, I call it love at first sight. I went to a game at Qualcomm in San Diego and I was second row on the 50 yard line. And I had no idea about football. Like I knew a little bit, went to high school games, but I really didn't understand like the energy, the excitement, the fans and just being there. I was just amazed. And it kind of like sucked me in and it made me more interested. And I kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about the Chargers and the game. And I, I just call it love for sight from then i just fell in love with the team and my my love kept growing that's amazing and we were talking a little bit before we started that you have done something that i find so amazing and i wish one day i can accomplish such a feat in one season you went to 15 charger games yes oh my god tell us about that what was that like it was, you know, it was amazing. I was tired at the end of the season, I will admit. Um, but it was, it was awesome. I had a good time. I was actually going through a divorce at the time. So I was finding myself and I found excitement going to the games and just being around the Bolt fam and just going to all these events. And I loved it. It was so cool. Like literally almost traveling with a team, <laughs> chasing them all over. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet a few of them too, kind of ran into them in like hotels at different places, but it was lots of fun. That's I amazing. wish I could still do that, but I can't. <laughs> God, that is, that's on my bucket list. One year, I just want to be just tag. I just want to tag along for a whole season. That sounds absolutely amazing. Um, and it's so cool. You have a YouTube channel. You do uh, Beauty and the Bolts on YouTube. And it's cool because you do game day vlogs. And I, I've seen these in the past. They're really fun. So how did the game day vlogs get started? So with that, I mean, I, I kind of just started because I was going and actually it was the season that I went to 15 games. Oh, awesome. Um, since I had the opportunity, I was blessed to be able to go to the games. There were so many people that were interested in wanting to know what the fan experience is like. So I thought, you know, if I'm there, might as well pick up a camera and record it. And like that, I can share that experience with people. And then also there was a stigma that there's no Charger fans. Yeah. So I wanted to show, yeah, hey, we exist. We're there. And let me show you Thunder Alley. Let me show you the um the away games the tailgating there the fan meetups all of that experience so that's kind of how it started and then 
pretty much any home game I go to, or if I go to any away games, I also record that. Or if there's any like barbecues or little like charger events, I like to try and share that love and joy with others. I love it. And we saw a Yeti or not unboxing, which we are huge fans. I got a little Herbie. I got a little Herbs right there. So I think we're on mine, the same page. Mine is actually right there. Nice. They're hanging <laughs> out. They're just chilling. I love it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, you're a part of Die Hard Bolt Club. So tell us a little bit about, you know, just the community and like the energy about uh, being a Die Hard Bolt Club member. It's so amazing. I mean, I, I joined in 2019 um, and I'm so happy to be part of that. It's, you know, Chargers is family. So, I mean, it's both fam, but DHBC is another level to that. And we just, you know, there's so many different events. There's different opportunities to engage with each other. And it's it's just a really good tight-knit community. And then also Enrique and the leadership that's behind it too, and the excitement and the energy that they bring and the new things that are coming up, they're constantly getting us excited. Um, I also had the opportunity to become the treasurer of the LA North chapter, which is cool. So awesome. definitely finding opportunities to be more involved, but it's it's really good to see a good group of people that are running an amazing club uh, and all in the different chapters as well. And then the good that they do in the community. That's super important. And all the fundraisers and things that they do, it's it's really nice and it's good to be with such an amazing group of people. Yeah, that's amazing. We're so proud to be members and we're excited to get to that first game and see everybody. And we got we got to talk a little bit about because we're getting closer. It's happening. We're getting to that week one against the Raiders. This tailgate, for people that haven't been to Thunder Alley and haven't experienced like the Die Hard Bowl Club family and just people in general there, what is your... What is your takeaway? What would you say to people that haven't been there being at the tailgate? You know, you definitely want to come early because I've seen some people that they end up coming like right when they're kind of shutting down. So, you know, come on, have fun. If you don't have anything with you, there's usually like bars and food. Um, you can make donations, but just come have fun and just there's music and you have so many different clubs there. Uh, everybody is so welcoming. And even if you come with the other opposing team fan, yeah. <laughs> we'll accept everybody as they are. And it's just a blast. It's awesome. It's a great way to kind of party it up and get that energy riled up before you go into the game. Absolutely. It's not it's not your fault that you're bringing an opposing team's fan. Like that's that's their poor choice that they chose that team. So that's right. We'll accept poor choices. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll convert them. Yes, that's what the job that's our job. We got to convert them. Um so you know week one Raiders, what are you most excited about for this first game? So excited to see our starters on the field. I mean, first off, like I really want to see Herbert. I mean, he's been doing, I mean, he's amazing. First, he started off amazing. And every year we see how he's doing a little bit better. So I'm kind of excited to see that. I'm also excited to see Bosa and Mac, like going yeah. to the training camps. I've seen that synergy and that bond that they're kind of creating. I think Karen even had like a picture that she posted where Bosa stand, I mean, Mac's kneeling, Bosa standing. He's kind of like getting closer. You always see them together at training camp. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see, you know, what they bring to the table and just, you know, the improvements that we made on defense and offense. I'm super excited. Yeah, this week one can't come soon enough. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Stephanie. It was an absolute pleasure meeting you. And I can't wait to meet you at the at the first game. Yeah, I'll see you there. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to be on and can't wait to see you at the next game. Let's do it. <laughs> yep. Well, that's fantastic, Stephanie. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with Kev. I mean, speaking, <laughs> just gushing over our boys and and reminding us all that, yeah, I can't can't wait to see the first stringers freaking hit the field. I mean, yeah. these preseason games, like, I get it. They're essential, but 
man, Ashevitz, they're rough, man. Yeah, they I want to see Herbie and and our boys. And the 15 games in one season, dude. That's impressive. Could, could you imagine? That's you, didn't miss, you didn't miss a game. It's like yeah. you hit everything. <laughs> you hit them all. That's crazy. It's absolutely insane. I'd, I'd love to do that. We should definitely like, I don't know. That would that'd be an expensive season, but that would be fun. Yeah. That's a retired <laughs> kids are least. out of the house. Right. There's yeah. plenty of money laying around yeah. type of situation. Yeah. Jealous. 20, 25 years, something like that we can do. Grandpa yeah. Kev, Grandpa Kyle, Grandpa Wooly. <laughs> we're gonna have to we we're gonna have to be spending some money on seats too, because we're not climbing no no steps to get no, up to the top. No, no, no. No. Mm-mm. No. Co- something comfy. Ground level, please, and thank yeah. you. When we're breaking a hip. <laughs> um oh well, again, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on and chatting yeah, with Kev. I awesome. really appreciate it. Um, all right, well, now let's move it on to the next segment. It is fan focus. I'm excited to see this guy. This guy has been on my radar since for the past few months, I should say. So let's let's get to it. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Tony from San Gabriel. What is going on, Tony? Nothing much. How have you been? How has I been, everyone? Good, man. We're excited to have you. We feel like we know you, man. We've seen you on videos. We see you at the games. We see you everywhere. So what we want to do before we get into too much of that is how did you become a Charger fan? I became a Charger fan since I was 10 years old, and I really love the Chargers. I, I, just, choose, I just chose my favorite team. I just love the colors. Yeah, powder blue is the absolute best jersey in the NFL, and you made a good choice, sir. Um, and I wanted to ask you, for your birthday this year, you met a very unique person. Mr. Derwin James surprised you, and it was a cool video the Chargers put out. What was it like meeting Derwin James? It was, like, amazing meeting Derwin James. It was amazing. It was, like, a birthday gift. It was like a truth to me that dude. That's so cool. And then it, I I saw you on the sidelines. He saw you at one of the games or a preseason game, and you guys had your own special high five. Like, dude, you have your own you have your own high five with Derwin James. What's going on? Uh, it was a handshake, our secret handshake. You know, everybody. It was at draft days, and it was fun. Just seeing him again, he just recognized me. That's awesome, dude. And then, you know, we see you on Twitter a lot. You're always posting, you're tagging everybody and all these awesome posts. And we love when you tag us. What is it like being a part of such a cool, like, Twitter family and, like, having all these friends on Twitter? Oh, my gosh. It just feels amazing meeting all these people, fan friends. So, like, feel like we're, like, together as a family on Twitter. I feel like we meet them in real life. It feels amazing meeting them in real life. Even Jen, too. I call her the queen, you know. <laughs> Queen Jen. Even Karen too. Yeah, even Karen too. It feels amazing to meet all of these people. That's awesome, man. And then, you know, you are, you've gone to games. Are you planning to go to any games? Are you going to be there at week one against the Raiders? I think I won't be there in week one, but I am probably, I, I'm going to, I'm going to week three when we face the Jaguars. Nice. Look, look for me in Thunder Alley, you know. I'll be in section 231, you know, got two tickets since last month. So I, I can't wait to go back again. That's awesome, man. And then I wanted to ask you today, very recently, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the new episode of All In just came out. Did you see it? It was a freaking amazing All In. <laughs> I just watched it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, it was so amazing, man. 
Yeah, it's so good. So like what we're like, it was it was kind of sad to see the end of last year and how that all finished. But the excitement and all the new players and like that, you know, uh, Staley showing the rookies, like all of our Charger legends. Like what was some of your favorite parts of seeing this all in episode? Favorite part, like Brandon Phillips on last show today with jogging. <laughs> we're jogging again. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That's awesome, man. And then, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, out of all the new players that we just got, that we just picked up this year, which is the one that you're most excited to see play live? Ooh! Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. I gotta go with the Mack Daddy. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, dude. Can you you imagine what it's going to be like seeing Mack and Bosa on the field same time hunting quarterbacks? They better watch out. <laughs> All those quarterbacks are watch out. They give up the Mac and boost of the Mac, the Mac attack. I love it, dude. <laughs> I love it. So, all right, well, let's let's get it and get you out of here on this. You know, what has been your favorite Charger moment for how long you've been a fan? What has been like the best moment you've had as a Charger fan? My gosh, there's so many moments. <laughs> My favorite more like when Derwin James, when we when we dropped Derwin James in the draft, and I was so excited. Even I was so excited when Derwin James was the rookie. And now he's got a new contract, and you met him. He's been in your house somewhere right behind you. Derwin James was standing, and we—that's insane, dude. Dude, it was just insane, man. I met this the most top defensive safety ever. Yeah, he seemed like a really nice guy too. Yeah, and even he follows me on Twitter too. So yeah, dude, you got a follow from Derwin, dude, in my house when he came. I asked him to follow me on Twitter. And he does. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. And hey, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on the uh, on the podcast. And I hope to meet you at a game one of these days. Oh yeah, I'll be at some games. I'll be at the Charger and Jaguar game. I think I'll be at the Charger and Seahawks game. And think in December, I'll be at the Chargers and Titan game. Nice. It's going to be an amazing season. Season around the corner. Let's get a dub against those Raiders, man. Let's do I it, can't, man. Can't wait. I let's, hope to meet you too, man. Yeah, likewise, brother. And uh, yeah, let's let's keep talking. And we look forward to seeing you on Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, it was a pleasure meeting you. I'm wearing my hair with white jersey. Let's Oof. get it. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's clean, dude. Keep it up, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. I can't wait for this episode to come out. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be on. You'll be on. You'll be on tomorrow. It's coming up. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to see her. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great night. Thank you so much. No problem, man. Have a good night, Chance. And both up, man. Both up. Give me the Mac Daddy. Am I right? <laughs> am I come right? on. Let's go, Tony. Love you, Tony, dude. It was so great meeting you, man. You're love your energy, bro. Or love it. Absolutely, dude. The smile says it all, man. Just getting the chance to meet Derwin James on his birthday, no less. And so uh cool. and and having that secret handshake with freaking Derwin James, man. That that is something pretty damn special. That is really cool to have there, Tony. So um, dude, yeah, love love the interactions on Twitter, and uh, and really hope to run into you over at at Thunder Alley one day, man. That is gonna yeah, be buddy. that's gonna be a fun time, man. We're gonna have a good time. Um, all right, gang. Well, now it's time to go into Ask Bolt Fam Rainbow Edition. Hope you're ready <laughs> for it. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi guys! Go jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry! Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, your boy. That's right, folks. Ask Bolt Fam. Starting off strong with our old friend Boltville seven one four. Nice. Who asked the question? Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> You can't go full screen on me. You never go full screen with that on. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, better get used to it, big guy. <laughs> um, excuse me. This parking situation is ridiculous. All these people drinking out in the parking lot like a bunch of drunks and their loud music. Is this even legal? All they keep hearing are these bolt gangster hooligans yelling, F the Raiders and their bitch-ass QB. Anyways, I was at the game and after finally getting through the horrible lines just so I can get a water and popcorn, I saw the Cowboys gang people cheering because their special people scored a goal thing by running the ball all the way back. And it seemed right. Anyways, I continued to watch, and before I knew it, there were there they were again, those cowboy gangster cheering and other bolt gangsters booing and their special people or something like that. I enough and began demanding to speak to the manager. I wasn't sure what was happening, <laughs> but even I could tell something wasn't right here, even though I don't know shit about f I wanted to be heard. <laughs> but of course. The security didn't do a damn thing. After throwing an Oscar-worthy performance of a tantrum, I realized that the Daddy Yankee concert was a week ago, and I had attended the wrong event. As I was leaving, I bumped into this bold gangster member, Boltville 714 who looked completely cross-faded as f**k, who kept yelling, f**k the Raiders and their bitch-ass QB. He told me it's all about the CC gang and told me to bolt the f**k up. Caleb, you bye. <laughs> Oh shit! We got a little intense there. That was awesome. What, that <laughs> came unclipped. <laughs> came undone. Yeah, you would full full sin. I full don't Karen. know shit about. F that might be my autobiography when this is all said and done. That's um, on the tombstone. Yeah, I don't know shit about. F 
that's on the tombstone. <laughs> he yep. was a good man, but he didn't know shit about f***ing, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, well, uh, I guess it is. Uh, your only question was whether or not it was legal, and yeah, it's legal. Yeah, I think so. You can yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah plan, on, plan on doing some of it in a few weeks, honestly. <laughs> That's right. So, Boltville 714, thank you for <laughs> Thanks, asking the good. question. Let's move it on now to a free. Yeah. Who asked the question? All right, fellas, with Eckler at number 46, Bosa at 30, and Allen at 35, it's safe to say that they got them right. Now, uh, with Derwin James at 43 and Justin freaking Herbert at 40, oh, what a bunch of malarkey. With that being said, do we see Mac and JC Jackson on the list this year? Also, if you had to trade one of our top 100 guys for another player, who are you trading for? Caleb, you buy. I think JC Jackson is still coming. He's going to be the highest yeah, charger sure. on this on this. He's list. top 20. Got to be, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is crazy in like again, these lists don't mean a whole lot. This is voted on by the players. It's kind right. of it's a cool like honor. It's cooler than it's the other that, random lists. It's crazy that the highest rated player on this list we just brought in and added <laughs> yeah. to the team. Doing something you know? right. Yeah. 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 Definitely spending the money wisely uh, for for a top. Going to be what? Top, how far did they get? Top I 20. See. Top they 20, went down to yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. So awesome to see. And if we had to trade one of our top 100 guys for another player. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm not no. doing it. I'm not doing it. I love no, all these I guys mean, too much. Because obviously we we value Justin Herbert more than a than a top forty. What was he? Forty or forty six? He was forty. Yeah, it, it, it just we, doesn't we, matter. No, I wouldn't trade anybody for anybody. Like Eckler, who, who's who's the who wouldn't who's trade considered... shit for? F- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you what do you what do you trade? You trade Eckler for a different running back that's higher than him on this list? Yeah. But then it's not Eckler. According to Rainbow over no. there, he should be a top 20. So I'm sticking with my 46. <laughs> yeah, Rainbow, the Rainbow Warrior in the bottom screen has a top five Warrior. guy. Yeah. And I I will that's what it'll say on my gravestone. <laughs> Eckler. <top> Rainbow <laughs> guy. Rainbow Warrior. Um, all right. Well, there you go, a free. Thank you for we asking just refused the question. To, we just refused to answer his. Yeah, if on the grounds that trade. we wouldn't trade shit for. F- I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm. I want to see these guys before I'm willing to do that. I want to see them all be on the same team for at least one game before I consider any right. any of these scenarios. Honestly, so I'm yeah. sorry if we dodged a very very good question. <laughs> well, I I don't even know all the other guys on the top 100. I'm just seeing the charges, so I couldn't even tell you. Who else is on there? Yeah. That's my excuse. <laughs> a free thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bollywood Herbert, nice. who asked the question. On some UFC thing, Dan White and Gronk said that he and Chow were about to go to the Raiders until John Gruden called it off to stick with Derek Carr. How happy are you that this didn't happen? And does your hate for Tom Lexon because he also knows Derek Carr's a fraud? This was a bombshell. Yeah, that was a, crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. Dana White was Dana just, White, just yeah. threw it out there, and it made sense. Everyone thought he, he was coming to us, and we like turned him down, and everyone was mad at us for not getting the, the deal done, but it was for the Raiders. And personally, I'm so glad that Gruden blew that up and then blew himself up. Like he just, he just, he went suicide bomber on two situations and then yeah, just, like, you know, oh man, I made a really bad decision. Time to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the pen. <laughs> Time to hit the self-destruct button. But wait, why does, da- why does Dana White know this? Inf- is he, because Dana, Dana White on... knows everyone and he was a uh, pa- diehard Patriots fan and he knows Tom Brady really well. And basically oh. he was, uh, Dana White was working with the Raiders to try and get him to come. Like oh, apparently he was like pitching it. Apparently Tom Brady was already looking at houses in Vegas. That and then real crap. Yeah. And then uh Gruden went full full car. Um and Man, Gruden's the best thing that ever happened, ever happened. to the Chargers. Really in the last, in the last 10, couple years. of years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good work, Gruden. We we we're we're proud Thanks, of you. John. Yeah. yeah. Not not for many things, but we're you're proud of you for that. Smooth move. Excellent. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, there you go. Bollywood Herbert. Thank you for asking the Thanks question. For bringing that up. Let's move it on now to three doobie doo certified trash. <laughs> who asked the question? Oh, let's go. <laughs> we resigned her into the biggest deal for a safety in the NFL in a record breaking 29 mil for the first year. I'm glad he got what he deserves. Well, let's get right to the question. Oh, in your honest opinions, <laughs> looking at the schedule we have this year, what do you think our overall record will be? And where do you think we will place in the AFC West? Oh, give me an ice bag, please. <laughs> so what was the voice? He wanted an old man that got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> oh, uh, we're getting creative here on S Bolt fam. Good work. <laughs> Welcome to the party with creative requests. Yes. Thank you, three doobie doo. Good work. <laughs> Great name, too, by the way. Um, all right. So, looking at the schedule we have this year, what do we think our overall record will be? And where do you think we will place in the AFC West? Kyle? 14 and three, first place. 15 and two, first place. You were just waiting for me to say 16 to and one, one first yeah, place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stairway to one dollar Bob. We need one more. <laughs> $1 we need Bob. one more host and we can get all the way up there to the tippity top. <laughs> to 17 and 0. Yeah, we're so close. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be just one game that makes everybody go, huh? How did we lose that one? But the rest, we're going to win. And in, in case you're West, listening to this place. for the first time, we are the shamelessly positive podcast. Yeah. So just I just want to reiterate that. Most of you know that already, but <laughs> It's three doobie doo being certified fresh. Might I wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't know that we were shamelessly positive, look at Adam right now. I mean, come on, just take a gander. It doesn't get much happier than Does that. Does this look like a serious podcast that we talk about stats? Come on. Oh, get shit. with it. Anyway. Uh, three doobie doo, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to uh, Coach Lago. Coach Lago, it's been a minute. Who asked the question? <coughs> Lucky Charms. <laughs> oh, you! F- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, boys, boys, boys! Season is almost here. Can't wait to shotgun a brewski and thunder alley with y'all on eight eleven. It's going to be a glorious start to the season. Oh, f- the Raiders! Just get to watch the new All In, and damn it, I love this team. What what Telesco and Staley have put together is just—it's. F- 
fucking exciting. The personalities and talent on this team are great. Changing gears here. As a guy who's invested countless hours and money into coaching, albeit hoop, I can't honestly say that there's not anyone else I would want coaching this team right now. I'm 100% bought in on Staley. He's genuine as hell, says the right things constantly. The players love him, but he's all about accountability. I could continue on. So boys, if you could swap Staley and staff or anyone else in the NFL, would you do it? If so, why? That's a good, that's a good question, coach. Huh. Uh... Staley diff- and staff. That's it's a the interesting rub there. It's a different culture, but it's right. a proven culture. Belichick is kind of a hard one not to be like. Hard one to pass up. It is. I, I'm, I'm the I'm, only one. I, I think that's it for me. I'm ride or die with Staley, though. Like that. That's the hypothetical one that I'd be like, huh, make me an offer. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> make me an offer I make, can't refuse. <laughs> make me an offer I can't refuse. But I, I'm fourth in Staley. I am die hard. I'm full ride. Let's go, Staley. Let's ride. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue the constant success that Bill Belichick has had. Mm-hmm. And he does it with defense and special teams. Right. And with fear. Justin Herbert. And fear. With Justin Herbert on the on the offensive side. I just like you pair that up with Bill Belichick genius and I don't know how you don't win a bunch of Super Bowls. I'm not saying that Staley can't do it, but if I had to switch, um, that's the one that I that's the one I would do for sure. Well, yeah, and I want to bring up somebody, one of the pundits on what is it, NFL Network, Fox, whatever it was. He had like five big, big, like shocking things that are going to happen this season. And number three was Staley was going to get fired. That's yeah. What? Click. Yeah. So I saw that. I, I, I'm gonna talk amongst yourselves i'm gonna find it well that to me just sounds like somebody going you know what i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a proclamation so absurd that clickbait i'm probably gonna be wrong but if i'm right everybody's gonna say that i'm the freaking best i'm the smartest guy in the room and it it's okay yeah that's a gamble you want to make i wouldn't do it nope i'll find it eventually oh here it is chris (laughs) canty's bold predictions Number three, this will be Brandon Staley's last season as Chargers head coach. Chris, Chris Canty, Canty idiot. suck my nuts. <laughs> Chris Canty, here's a, bro- here's a lick bold my rainbow. How about Canty? that? Yeah, <laughs> real- I'll give you something bold, Canty. I'll give you a bold proclamation. Yeah, yeah. you won't make it till Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, all right. Well, there you go, Coach Lago. It seems Belichick would be the only one we would do, but given the other options, I think we're with Staley for this. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens 100%. this season, second season in. Uh, we actually get to see, hopefully, some some progress. I think, and I think we will. Obviously, with all the guys that we've signed on, the 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 tough guys that we have on this team, it's really going to make a difference. So, Coach Lago, thank you for I'll asking see- the question, Bruski. Week one, we didn't address that. I'll see you there, brother. Absolutely. Brewskies will be tossed back. Uh, Let's move it on now to Dude, Where's My Karma? Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Are you worried about Brandon Staley's defensive scheme? A common thing I always heard about Gus Bradley's scheme was that everyone could step in and play it. And with the injuries last year and watching this preseason, it seems clear that if we don't have the starters out there, this is an ugly defense to watch. All right. Well, I defer to the coach. What do you, what do you think? 
Yeah, I don't know. It depends. No one liked Gus Bradley's defense, correct? Even when the starters were out there. It was so See, so if basic. You, if you want to have a plug-and-play type of defense that's very mediocre, and that's the high end, it it... it, it it goes it goes to what do you want the high end to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want the high end to be the number one defense in the NFL? Or do you want the high end, like the top as the ceiling being 15, like a top 10, like maybe 10 is the ceiling of your defense with the Gus Bradley if you have your starters in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have backups, maybe you drop to a 15th. Maybe ours drops a lot more drastic. But the way that our defense is structured in the being able to have guys play multiple spots, be a little bit more confusing, being able to hide stuff. Um, yeah, you have to have your guys. It, 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 nobody wanted Gus Bradley, so don't bring that up. Don't bring up the idea that we should run a cover three and anybody can play it. We don't got the Craig guys started. so that we could we could be a number one defense. Now let's be patient and let the guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, not worried about it at all. I think that you you have to have the best guys to win. That's just that's sports. Makes sense. <laughs> That's it's just sports. the way sports work. <laughs> you have the you have the better players, you're going to win. Right. Yeah, coaching can go a long way, but if you have better players than the other team, look at the Rams. They win a Super Bowl because they had the best players on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we Makes stole sense. a couple of those. So let's scheme around having the best players instead of scheming let's around get the best players mediocre in. players. Yeah. yeah. Then we can get a profit here. <laughs> so um, all right. Well, there you go. Dude, where's my karma? Thank Thanks you for joining us for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Rat Human. Yeah. Who asked the question? So everyone is saying, don't worry. It's preseason. Hoo-ha! But are y'all worried about the special teams? Backups or not? 14 points out special teams is no good. People say it's guys that are getting cut. But what about coaching? How do you all feel about it? Hoo-ha! A lot of these guys are going to be playing on Sundays. A lot of the guys that were on the field when that happened will be on this team playing, you know, on special teams. So I didn't feel great about it by any means. Like what Kyle said, are we not kicking it out of the back of the end zone just to see how well and see what these guys, what their development is? If that's the case, take one of those off. The punt, I that was just whoever, I couldn't remember. I think it was uh, JT Woods just whiffed on the tackle. Like the hang time was great. They got down there, just clammed up and didn't make the hit. Mm. That's that's what happened in that play. So that's a gunner thing that they need to address and figure out the best gunner situation for this team. Yeah, I agree. I just think yeah. I think kickoff, the kickoff return, that's poor coverage. Um, but yeah, you're gonna 90% of the time in the NFL nowadays, you kick the ball out of the back of the end zone and you just don't think about it. That's what the Cowboys did, even in this preseason. They're just like, let's kick it no to the end zone and not have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, and now we're getting that out of the way and realizing we don't have the guys to go do that consistently. So let's give up the the 25 yards, let them start there and have our number one defense in the NFL go wreak havoc. Um, the punt, again, like you said, Kev, that was one guy being a bonehead. He was yeah. there. He just, com- like, he almost like his his internet just it, it cut like, out. He went dial-up. It really yeah, went dial-up. He, he froze. He lost connection with <laughs> what his brain signal. was doing. Yeah. yeah he lost he sig- just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go. He didn't go. He didn't do it. It just that was so frustrating because that would have been a he'd have blown him up if he was playing fearless. If he was playing well, like last some, week, yeah. last week we did that and we got a, we hit we they hit him the return guy too early. So now it's they're all on their heads. Hey, I'll take too early in a 15 yards versus a touchdown yeah. all day long. Yeah, get aggressive. All right, 
Well, there you go, Rad Human. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tom Telesco's burner account. TTBA. Who asked the question? Man, that was a terrible game. Good thing it's preseason and we're working out our kinks still. On a bright note, I feel like we did a lot better defensively. Held them to three and a half yards a carry and to two of 12 on third downs, which were the two main stats I was looking for. However, I am really concerned with tackling. I think training camp has become too soft in the NFL in general with the total lack of life tackling. Excuse me. I see other teams like the Bills starting to let life tackle again. Don't you guys think it's worth it at this point? I mean... Maybe just let our second teamers and special teams contributors tackle in scrimmages as we know our ones can tackle. I can't let this poor tackling carry into the regular season. Can't love you guys, man. Bye. <laughs> can't love you guys, man. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I don't know the I think it's an interesting perspective. I, if you don't know how to tackle by this point, like w- what's happening? Like, w- like, what do we really need to iron out? You're a professional football player. You should know how to wrap and tackle. Um, get your head on the right side and drive through and finish it. Finish the tackle. I don't. I, do you think extra reps of tackling and practice do much, Kyle? I mean, honestly, from my perspective, just my thoughts is that it's injury prevention, getting your body moving in that way again, and. But like technique and know-how, these guys have been doing it for, what, 15 years? They've been playing tackle football and doing all the drills that you hope they would do. Um, I, I think that the the softness of the mini camp and training camp and the preseason stuff, that just leads to injury, those little knick-knack injury stuff. Um, so going having a couple days, even the, especially the backups, let them get after it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, increases the intensity of practice. Um, helps guys not to get those little dings because they're not used to getting hit. Um, I don't. I don't know the lack of tackling. I don't know if an an extra thirty minutes a day of live tackling is going to help these guys that much. Maybe it would. Maybe I'm way off. Um, but yeah, in high school, it definitely helps. Yeah, I think it's just interesting that you know we're getting this shit out of. I'm trying to t- take a shamelessly positive spin on this. We're like getting this shit out of the way now. We're letting them. We're setting themselves up to be in tough situations to see how they perform. And this is how you decide what guys you want on your team. This is what helps you decide who you want on the field when it matters. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to find that out unless this happens. So if everything was going perfectly right now, I don't know if that would be the best thing for us because then we're not going to really be able to evaluate who these players are and what they're capable of doing. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. So there you go, Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Thank you. Moving on now to House of Hain. Who asked the question? Well, a site, a site. Special teams were well, uh, special as in horrible. I, I hope this is not uh, what we will see in the regular season and just guys trying to get a job. Question: What I say? What will be be done about the right tackle? Always have a running back or tight end chip all game. Can't love you by a site, a site. The Raiders. <laughs> I think we have something coming up on next episode that might dive into this a little bit, huh, Kai? Yeah, the Thursday's uh, Thursday's coach's corner will, or Friday's coach's corner will give you a, a little bit of a look as to what people think is our starting right tackle. And yeah, any pass plays that are trying to go downfield, 
I think you're going to get chips um, and help on that right side. If it's the quick passing game, the RPOs, um, the play actions, I don't think you will. But in a straight drop back where it's a three, five step where you're looking for stuff um, downfield, I think you're going to have to help the right tackle. It's just a necessity, one, to keep Justin healthy, um, and two, to allow those plays to develop the way that they have to. With with Sad. that being the case, do you think that that's going to basically telegraph to the other team, like, hey, going deep here? It's going to well, be on after their the list. snap. Yeah. After the snap, you'll know, but they're going to line up like normal. It, they're, it, they're not always going to line up a guy there only to stay in and help. Right. Sure. So sometimes they'll line up a tight end over there and he'll go on a route right away or it'll be a run play. It's not going to telegraph it right away. If after the snap you see that the tight end stays in, yeah, you'll probably know, hey, they're trying to take a shot deep. But mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's a dead giveaway just from the pre-snap look. Okay. Something to think about there. House of Hain, thank you for asking thank the you. question. Let's move it on now to Brian, who asked <laughs> the question. What are your real opinions on Jay Tillery Bus? Do you guys think that he will be on the active <laughs> roster this season? Cut. I mean, if you see his sad soft, he is barely producing Charmin Tuply. I don't know. We are still keeping why we are still keeping him. Cut him. He hasn't got close to Bosa's stats, God. The only thing he has in common with Bosa Thor is they wore the same number, 99. He should have been cut before the season started, never should have been been picked. Uh, I think Warrior Villy would produce more hua if I was uh, GM Power. I would have uh, cut him a long time ago. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This was so a throwback. Good. What was this a throwback to? This <laughs> He asked for Mr. Subliminal, which uh, was a, a character that Kevin Nealon played on Saturday Night Live. Like That's right. Would just like drop just these little... Yeah. Lips of like under his breath of like, you know, bust. Uh, but it, <laughs> <laughs> he obviously did it much better than I could. But, uh, but that was awesome. Script, script, Ryan. Dude. That was fantastic. And I feel very similar to everything said in this. Um, this yeah. Statement question. Yeah. Tillery just, I don't know, man, just doesn't show up. He's just not there. Like, I don't understand why you like. Yeah. It's going to suck to cut a first round guy, but right. Or is there a team desperate enough that would trade for him? We can unload him right now. There's no way. They know that we're going to cut him. Why would right. they trade Seventh him? round. Seventh round pick. You can guarantee. If you cut him, he's open up to every team in the league. But if you don't, he doesn't have control. Give up a seventh. I'll take a seventh. That's how desperate I am to get rid of Tillery right now. <laughs> just get something in return. Yeah, just give me seventh. something. Yeah. Give me something. What a, what a terrible... If that ends up going that way and he doesn't even play a snap where he gets traded or he gets cut, like, man, we've done really good with these first-round picks the last six, seven, six years. That was not one of them. Right. And that was our good year where we went deep into the playoffs. This is what happens when we go deep in the playoffs, guys. We get Tillery. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. can't have it both ways. That's right. Yeah, but obviously we want the guy to be good. And it just, uh, I mean, especially in these preseason games, we're just not seeing the the flash. First round guy in his fourth year going up against backups and he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. I, I I have been specifically watching him when he's on the field. Like that, that's been my focus. It's right tackle. And what's Jerry Tillery doing? Mm -hmm. He's just getting pushed around, man. He is so not in. He, he, he'll flash like we talked about last week. He'll have moments where he'll get in the backfield. But then most of the time, he's just given, getting driven out, getting washed out. It's just so frustrating to watch. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what uh, what the 
53-man roster ends up being. But, uh, Brian, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Benjamin Sanchez, a.k.a. Benjamin, your mom, <laughs> who asked the question. What are y'all's opinion on this Horbath neighbor's position battle? I can't figure out why we haven't seen anything other than blocking. Horvath had two plays for three yards, one being a two-yard TD against the Rams. He had nothing last night. What happened to this whole Alstott comparison? Maybe they're giving neighbors this that was neighbors' game. They're giving him more shots, you know, because he scored. Neighbors scored. So you know, maybe that's just the flip-flop of the game. Like, it right. was a more heavy Horvath game one, more heavy neighbors game two. And we'll see what well, can, I, only time will tell what three will be. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think everyone got excited about the idea of drafting a fullback, but we got to be realistic with what the NFL is now. Even if he is, quote-unquote, a fullback, he's going to get five. Five five would be a very heavy workday load if he gets five plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... It's not going to be a predominant part of the offense. So he's got to find ways to contribute in another, yeah, in special teams. So um, it's just whatever one of those guys is a better special teamer. And I haven't, so keep an eye out on this last week. Keep an eye out for um, Horvath and neighbors on special teams and see what they're able to do because that's where they're going to show up. You're not keeping a guy on your roster for four, four or five plays. As we saw last year with Gabe, yeah. he was not on the active roster a lot of the season. Right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it and see what Game Three brings for for either one of these guys. But uh, Mr. Sanchez, Benjamin, thank you, Benjamin, your mom asking the question. Let's move it on now to L.A. Chargers fan who asked the question: Is Michael Bandy uh wide receiver three or wide receiver a four? Let's say five or six, leaning into six, probably. Dude, he's moving. He is moving up that depth chart. That's two co- consecutive, consistent outputs for him. Yeah, he's making a scoring case. touchdowns in both games, seventy plus yards in both games. That's not with two sure different hands. quarterbacks. Too. When they when they throw it to him, he catches the ball. Unlike right. Jason, yeah, Moore, what that, he had that eight game, reception. Yeah. He had eight receptions in that last game. That's yeah. big time catches. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's making it. it He's making a strong argument to to move up that line. I can't imagine he's four though. Four is, seems pretty. I mean, we're talking Keenan Allen, nah, Mike Williams, five or six. If he makes the roster, it's that you but. still got Palmer and Guyton to to fight through. And DeAndre Carter, and DeAndre has Carter, can't. Yeah, it's so. hard. It's hard. But Bandy's making it so that he he knows he's he's trying out for other teams. He doesn't want to oh, end up on a practice yeah. squad. No, yeah, no. He's he, when he gets put to practice squad, he's just trying to. Put his best foot forward so somebody else picks him up and puts him on the active roster. Right. He went he went eight for nine with 69 yards. Nice. And one touchdown. So that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. he, he's very consistent. And he was catching Dude, the ball. You know, yeah. he, was, Fantasy he had football, the best hands. That's a huge week. Oh, eight yeah. He catches a touchdown in 60, 70 yards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's better than Jason Moore, man. He two catches on eight targets. That's that's not consistency at all. So no. You know, we'll see. He's making a case. Uh, these are the guys that uh, the guys that make the roster. The, we always have a guy each year that's like, oh shit, he made it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, maybe this is the bandy year. You know Could what I mean? The he, bandy year. He shows out one more time. Let's go. Let's go. L.A. Chargers fan, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daniel Lawallen. Oh, I see. Who asked the question? 
What's up, bro, chachos? Okay, okay, okay. So, like Tommy T mentioned on the telecast that all three QBs are going to make the roster and likely four running backs. But, like, which roster bubble guy that we love is most likely to get the axe because of wasted roster space? Fahoko? Bandy? <laughs> Kaylee Radu! <laughs> 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 uh, I, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, you know, having three quarterbacks and four running backs. Four running backs is ridiculous. Seems excessive as shit. Seems a bit excessive. much. Yeah, you need to have Fahoko. He needs to be on the roster. You're not. He's. He right. needs to be on the roster. But how do you keep him? Are you going to keep him over Fox or or all these other interior guys? Like I, I don't know. I might keep him over Covington. We just re-signed Covington. That's why I think you're going to keep them both. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. I don't. I don't see why you would keep three quarterbacks. That's still the fascinating thing to me. And Coach did say they didn't. He, he, there's some things going around Twitter that they were like, we're guaranteed going to have three quarterbacks. But the coach said today in his, you know, after practice, like press thing, that they're looking at it. It's not a done deal. So right. he'd like to keep them both, but we'll see. Right. That's going to be where it comes down to the decision making. Right. Do you want to lose Bandy? Do you want to lose Fahoko? Is there some other guy that can really contribute? Or do you want a clipboard Jesus that's just going to be, you know, standing on the sideline, you know, keeping track of plays? Right. And I think that it's a hard decision so they're going to have to make. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're smart guys. Obviously, they understand what it takes to get to the postseason. Um, and the idea of holding on to three quarterbacks, I mean, if they do that, in their minds, there has to be a good reason why they're doing it. They might not say it. They might not explain it to the rest of the class why they're doing it. But to them, it, it makes sense. So I just got to assume that they're smarter than the rest of us and they know I just, what's best. I think that Easton Stick has a better chance of making it to the practice squad than Fahoko or Bandy do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like think to think they're going to so, get yeah. scooped up before a third quarterback is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I would like to think so. But, uh, only time will tell. Daniel Lawallen, thank you for Thanks, asking dude. the question. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with JTEX33, who asked the question. Saw this post on Reddit and wanted each of your responses to this scenario. How many kindergartners do you think you could personally take on in a fight before being overpowered? Stipulations and context. Number one, <laughs> the kindergartners are released five at a time every 30 seconds. <laughs> Stipulation number two, the arena is a standard-sized classroom, let's say 40 feet wide by 25 feet deep. However, the room is completely empty. Number three, the kindergartners are unarmed. They are just going to run at you, attempting to punch, kick, bite, and scratch you. Their ultimate goal is to cumulatively dogpile on you and pin you to the ground. <laughs> if they can pin you for 15 consecutive seconds, you lose. Number four, you have to knock the kindergartner unconscious in order to defeat them. <laughs> Once they are not unconscious, they vanish from the classroom arena. And number five, you can use any strategy you want to fence them off, but you are also unarmed and you are not allowed to leave the room. Thanks for your time, f*** the Raiders. K loves you, bye. 
<laughs> Holy shit. I will, oh, I will yes. say this. Five, five is a good age. But my three-year-old <laughs> healed, heel kicked me in the dick so hard two days ago. <laughs> I'm still feeling the repercussions. So you can't take these little bastards too lightly, okay? You need to come in ready, head on straight, keep your head on a swivel, and do some damage. So, right. Kyle, what you thinking? So I, it, it is hard. Part of the stipulation that's not included is type of five-year-old. Because I think five is where they really start to vary yeah. and go in different How, directions. They can get powerful, dude. My five-year-old Paxton, is serious. My, my five-year-old, he's in jujitsu twice, three times a week. His, he has like hands that are like strong, like they're like thick, strong hands. Yeah. Hmm. I, if you said five of those at me, can like five Paxton's at me, I could probably get through, and they all came at the same time. Five yeah. every thirty seconds. So you'd have to take seconds, them out pretty yeah. quick, dude. That'd be. I would get tired pretty quick. Not gonna lie, I could maybe get through fifteen, twenty. But I, 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 I think, think I could get to me. I think I could do thirty. So here's my here's my strategy. Sure. I, I think you you really got to keep it simple. You don't want to overexert yourself. I think you're the strongest part on your body. Obviously, your legs. I sure. think you start just kicking kicks. the shit out of these little kids. Right. Head kicks groin kicks they fall on the ground you just kick one into another they they hit bonk each other's heads right. they're both out Two i think you one. really got to make it a leg a leg game you know take take out some legs right um i think that's the move to really effectively take out an entire school i think cardio is going to be tough for you dude you're going how many 40 kids that's i said 30 rounds? i said i said i could do 30 i could do six so, so that's six rounds that's three like minutes three minutes Three minutes kicking 30 kids, yeah. It's a lot. And you gotta knock them out too. So I mean, we're talking like headshots here. It's not oh, just like you could, the legs. I, I'd have a hard time punches. punching a five-year-old in the face because you're punching well, just down. Put them virtual. Well, they're yeah. not real kids. Yeah, okay. I mean, as I soon know. as a I mean, it says here like they disappear. Like as soon as a kid disappears, yeah. I'm like, well, this isn't real. I gotta I, can, I think I could open hand palm slap a five-year-old into unconsciousness. Into I don't unconscious think I need to full yeah. on punch him in the face. So between the kicking and slapping. Right. I could do 30. Yeah. We don't need blood to be shed. We could just open head, smack them in the head, and they're done. I don't right. want them to have residual effects after this. This is a really yeah. kind of f***ed up squid game scenario that I don't think they this signed up for. Their parents were like, you're game. not getting your snack after this unless you go take this guy down and pin him for 15 seconds. So I think or that's you will what, disappear. Or you'll disappear and you won't <laughs> you will get disappear your fu- from reality. And, and you will Where never have going? A, We don't yeah. know. Not no, in the stipulation. No more fruit snacks at all. You get no fruit snacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you got to think like, you know, when you're fighting a regular size adult, you're punching straight. You're talking five-year-olds. You're punching down that. Yeah. You're I don't know. Side. Is that a benefit? Do you think, do you think gravity is helping you out Just, there in that regard? Or do you think it's, you're not used to this? So it's an extra bit of exertion. Uh, if you raise your arm up, just hold your arm up like that. Hold your arm up. Yeah. I gotta That's going to wear yourself out a little bit. You can just keep, keep your elbows low and just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just kind of rapid fire. Just rock punching none, like rock yeah. sock robot. Yeah, rock em, sock em robot. Just keep your arms right. low, minimize the damage to your body, and just keep it rolling. That's right. Yeah. All right. Solid advice. There you go. <laughs> I've never thought of this before, but now I'm going <laughs> to. That's a really, this is a dark As place. As per usual, the goofy questions we overanalyze the hell <laughs> yeah. out of. Yeah. We have how many, how many ne- nephews do we have combined and all the kids? We could do two rounds. Oh, we could easily we could do two rounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not put. I put money on the three year old. He he really knows where exactly where your dick is at any point in time, <laughs> and he moment. just it's like heat seeking missile that his right <laughs> heel is, and he just he hits you real good. So I look wow. forward to that happening to you, Kyle, when you come visit. It's the one that looks just like us. <laughs> it is the little the little brown brown. Yeah. Yes. Um. 
yeah, I don't even know. I, I'll I'll say ten before I just succumb to being pinned Exhaustion. for fifteen seconds. <laughs> no, I feel like I would just feel uh, too bad. Up. I would just give up. Right. Yeah. yeah especially if they start crying. Like if you punch one of them and you didn't knock them out and they start crying, <laughs> I just that's a morale like, oh, killer. I, I, I yeah. think about Jeez. the crying thing. Yeah, that would make you feel really bad. <laughs> Leave it to Rainbow to bring in emotion. Disappear, they're like, mommy, <laughs> <laughs> as they fade away. <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus. Oh, All right. I'll bring on the next. Five. I'll lay down. <laughs> count to fifteen. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. Well, great question. JTEX33. Thank you for asking it. And thank you, everybody, <laughs> for asking questions for this rainbow edition of Ask Bolt Fam. We really appreciate it. I uh, hope I wasn't too distracting. Um, I try to take this seriously. But uh, yeah. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Charge of Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? No. More bets Excited in the future? Has this been fun or is this too much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot about it and every time it cut to your face when every you're doing time I shake my question, head, it makes it was just like wow we're still doing this <laughs> um, alright well uh, that's going to do it for Charge of Chat here folks don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad any place okay love you bye okay love you bye okay loves you bye and now a word from our sponsors this Christmas, get ready for the sequel that no one saw coming. I'm the party pooper. Arnold Schwarzenegger is back in one of his best roles ever. I'm a cop, you idiot. But this time, he didn't come to protect. He came to serve. Come on, stop whining. You kids are soft. Well, I got news for you. You're all mine now. You belong to me. How many kindergartners will it take to take down the man that started it all? Kindergarten Cop 2. You have the right to shut up! Rated. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are.